And thanks for the speech therapy, by the way. I really appreciated that. <laughs> you didn't. You still didn't say it. Dis. <laughs> okay, when, so... when, 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 when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. <laughs> I'm Valerie Koo from the Australian Writers' Centre, and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to www.productiveinsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. I'm Ash Roy, the founder of ProductiveInsights.com, and this episode is brought to you by the Productive Insights Done For You podcast launch service, which positions you as a leading authority in your market and successfully turns listeners into high-value customers. Book a call with me on ProductiveInsights.com forward slash podcast hyphen setup to discuss how we can get started. As always, I will link to that page in the show notes. Welcome, everyone. Our guest for today is the founder and host of Australia and New Zealand's number one business and marketing podcast, The Small Business Big Marketing Show, which can be found on all Virgin Australia domestic and international flights. Having launched this hit program seven years ago with well over 300 episodes under his belt, it regularly ranks on iTunes above the Australian Stock Exchange, Alan Jones, Tim Ferriss, and even outranks the Harvard Business School. As Woo! the number one business marketing podcast. He's the author of The Boomerang Effect and has built a global audience of motivated business owners in 110 countries. I'm delighted to welcome Tim Reed of timreed.com.au. Welcome, Tim. Oh, my goodness, Ash. I will just go and find that fellow. He sounds incredibly impressive. Um, <laughs> anyway, out there. No, sorry, he is here. Good day, Ash, and hello uh, to all your wonderful listeners who I'm guessing are business owners in their own right. Correct. Uh, small business owners and self-employed professionals, yes. So, mate, we are here to talk about podcasting. So, Tim, why don't you kick it off and share with our listeners why you think podcasting is such an awesome tool to attract high-value clients and how you've used it to build an authority platform? You know, Ash, about eight years ago, I found my first podcast, and I can still remember the day and the feeling. It was like, you know, as a marketing guy, which I always have been, I'm like, I can't believe this. Small business owners can now have their own show. And I thought that's incredible. That is like, you know, in years gone by to have, to get on the radio or to create some kind of con audio or video content, you needed to spend a lot of money, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden there were these people all around the world creating these things called podcasts. And I'm like, I'm going to get one of those. I need one of those because it was for me, podcasting is such an incredible way to share your thoughts and mm -hmm. opinions, mm -hmm. to entertain, to engage people. And from my point of view, you know, I, I feel like I'm on a bit of a mission to share, uh, to sort of shine a very bright light on a very dark art that many small business owners call marketing. So podcasting was, was my way of doing that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, from the outset, it just, it ticks so many boxes for me. And so I did start a podcast. It was my way of actually differentiating myself also from all the other marketing consultants out there because that's what I was doing at the time. And yeah, because at that time there must have been almost none. Certainly there were a few. I think I was possibly, I have never looked into this and categorically figured it out, but one of the first Australian business podcasts, there's a lot of American content. The Yanks are always, you know, ahead of the game in that regard. Yep. But um, it, it, I mean, now it's it's a very competitive marketplace. 
Oh, yeah. And we met at the OSPOD conference. So it's it's endorsed by society now and it's starting to really come into the fore. Yeah, and it is. And, and I will say for all those small business owners listening, just because I said it's competitive doesn't mean you can't go and do it. I think exactly. that's a, real, it's a limiting belief that many have, which is, oh, the boat's left the shore. You know, uh, mm. Tim's up to episode, I posted this morning, episode 337 of the Small Business Big Marketing Show. Ash, how many episodes have you done? Over a hundred. Okay, so a hundred episodes, and and you know it doesn't mean that oh it's too late. It's not too late because the challenge is not in deciding to do a podcast. The challenge is what are you going to podcast about? What's your message going to be? How are you going to deliver it? Yeah, that's the challenge. I mean, you know, just because podcasting's been around for a long time and it's getting more competitive is not a reason not to do it. I couldn't agree more. It's a bit like content, any kind of content. Like writing has been around for centuries, but good quality writing is always going to stand out. So it comes down to the quality of your content in your podcast Correct. and the transformation you can deliver to your listeners. Correct. Okay, so you have used it as an authority building platform and what role has it played in your business? How has it taken your business to the next level? How has it actually yeah. helped you convert listeners into clients? Yeah, amazing. Uh, I, I constantly, I've written a whole book about this, not about specifically how podcasting's done that, but how creating helpful marketing uh -huh. has done this. And for me, podcasting is my way of being helpful with my marketing. So I've come up with this concept called the boomerang effect, uh -huh. right? And the boomerang effect, and I'll explain how this has played out in my podcast, but the boomerang effect is when you get back from your marketing far more than you put into it. And it's the uh -huh. result of creating helpful marketing that returns multiples. So let me explain how the boomerang effect has taken a place in my business thanks to podcasting. So I started a podcast seven years ago. Uh-huh. I'm a marketing consultant. It starts to get me a little bit more business. I had enough clients because I'm a one-man show. I had enough clients already, but it started to bring me in more business. Uh -huh. And then, and so that's good. Tick. And then at a point in time, about actually about three years or four years into my podcasting journey, I got a phone call from a speakers bureau. And that speakers bureau said, listen, we have a client that listens to your podcast uh -huh. and they have a need for a marketing speaker to go on tour with them around Australia. Their client was an insurance company to go on tour with them around Australia to speak to their financial planning clients and licensees. At that point, Ash, I didn't know what a speakers bureau was. I didn't know what a roadshow was. <laughs> I did a bit of speaking, but I certainly wasn't a professional speaker. Yeah. Uh, anyway, long story short, I flew up to Sydney and met that client. They mm -hmm. booked me for the road show. I did it. It was successful. Off the back of that, they booked me for more jobs. And the Speakers Bureau are going like, who are you? You know, we normally book TV and radio personalities. Yeah. You're a podcaster. <laughs> so then they, they, they signed me up as an exclusive speaker. Wow. And all of a sudden... My speaking career was born. In the next 12 months, I did 63 conferences in eight countries. That wow. is a direct line result between starting a podcast and growing my business, right? There was nothing, nothing in the way of that. I was yep. just creating good, helpful content delivered yep. in a way that people liked, and now I have a speaking business. Then off the back of that, another example of the boomerang effect in action in regards to my podcast is that uh, in August of this year, 2016, uh, my podcast is now appearing on all Virgin flights internationally and domestically out of Australia. Again, a direct line result of just simply creating good content, huh. helpful content, through podcasting. And I could go on and on about how the creation of content can do amazing things in your business that you just didn't expect when you set out to do it, right? Mm. I've got a couple of stories to 
add to yours about the boomerang effect, right. podcasting definitely does work. It's worked for me. I recently spoke on the 9th of September at Macquarie Bank at an event, and I was invited to be the keynote speaker as a direct result of my podcast. And I was actually invited by my client for whom I launched a podcast. I've got a podcast launch service as well. And she spoke at an event called the Owners Corporations Network. She's a Strata lawyer. And in her case, she actually had a client call her up within six weeks of her launching a podcast saying, I've been listening to your podcast. I'd like to work with you. And she went on to build that client $10,000. And I've built a case study out of it as well. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that'll happen every time. I'm not, I don't believe in this, you know, you launch a podcast, you're going to be a millionaire overnight. I think that's just nonsense. And I do definitely think it's a long game. You should not go in expecting to make money overnight, but you should go in expecting to deliver value and deliver you know, some meaningful insights to your listeners. And then the results will come over time, sometimes faster, sometimes over a long time, but I believe they will come. And they will. And you don't know what they're going to be. I mean, we've talked about, you know, getting speaking engagements and, and getting new inquiry, new business. You just don't know. I mean, another mate of mine who he, he's not a podcaster, but he, he does, uh, he has a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. He's now, he, he's a boat guy. He sells and services, sells and buys and services motorboats. Um, yep. He's now a weather reporter on Melbourne's leading talkback radio station mm -hmm. <laughs> because, wow. because of these videos he was creating. So you just don't know what's going to happen when you embark on a journey of being helpful in the way you market your business. And, and for me, podcasting, I don't, it's just a medium that I love. It's a medium that works for me. Absolutely. Podcasting, YouTube, or written content, all of these are forms of content marketing. And content marketing is essentially just providing value through good quality content, which potentially would lead to a sale because you're delivering value first and you're asking for a sale later. In some cases, you're not even asking for a sale. It's just organically developing out of the content. The other thing I love about podcasting, Tim, is that I'm finding that a lot of self-employed professionals, people who are fairly time poor, are trying to self-educate in their off-screen time. And so podcasting is growing because of that. So while driving the car, while falling asleep, while at the gym, times when they're not sitting in front of their computer doing their work, they're still trying to self-educate and podcasting is really delivering on that on, in those circumstances. Do you agree? Well, I mean, I continue to be amazed at the quality of the shows, the podcasts that are out there. So totally, you know, like no matter what your area of interest, go to Google or go to iTunes, go to the search box and key in your area of interest, mm. followed by the word podcast, mm. and there will be someone somewhere in the world creating a show on that topic. Might not be a good show, but, they, <laughs> but, but there will be. iTunes have suggested that there will be 16 billion hours of wow podcasts listened to this year 2016 so this is not a medium that's you know it's established itself it's here for the long term it you know it's had some ups and downs i think someone for podcasting to really 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 take off someone needs to create some just disruptive technology that yes. really makes it easy for the average person who isn't technical in nature who isn't maybe aware of how do you find a podcast? How do you listen to more than one episode? How do you subscribe mm. to one? Mm. How do you interact with the owner of that podcast? All these things, that mm. technology doesn't really exist yet, but mm. boy, oh boy. Yeah. I mean, people are listening to it in all places. I, you know, like you, like you just said, I mean, I get emails from listeners who are walking the dog in the car, at the gym, in bed, whatever it is. And um, that's the wonderful thing about podcasting. It's like, it's, it's so consumable. I mean, 
people say video is better. I, look, it's not better or worse. Um, video requires you to look at a screen, so you can't do it while you're driving. Generally, you can't do it while you're at the gym. You can't. Video has higher conversion. Yeah, I, I think it does because you can say to someone while they're watching on video, hey, listen, push the link below or or whatever. But just think podcasting here is infinitely more consumable, and I just love the audio medium. So. And mate, you know, about the technology piece, I was contacted by this company called Adori Labs not long ago. I met with them for the second time. They're here in Sydney. They're doing some deal with uh, one of the radio stations here. And they are working on creating this technology that when certain words are said, buy now buttons flash up on your screen related to those words. So they're doing it by creating audio hooks in the MP3 files. And I don't know the details of it. It all sounded too complicated to me, but it's very interesting what they're working on. And I agree with you. I think the podcasting technology seems to be really way behind. Apple has kind of been ignoring it, but someone else is going to pick it up. And when they do, we're going to see some really big movements in this space. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting, really exciting times. And, and you know, just going to that OzPod conference uh, the other week where we met, you know, it's there were 350 people there. Right. You know, I think, I don't know whether we had the conversation or not, but there was a mix of, there was sort of half of them were radio people. The other half were yes. what I call bespoke podcasters like you and I. Mm-hmm. Um Clearly, radio stations are seeing the value in taking what they're already broadcasting and yes. and putting it on to sites like iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or whatever it is. And that's mm-hmm. kind of um yeah. I, look, I get it. Um, that's great. They're doing a sort of they're doing our industry a service. I, I prefer a bespoke podcast that just isn't a, an adaption of an, something I could have listened to on radio. But sure, again, absolutely growing and uh, exciting times. So my next question, which we've already answered, was going to be, you know, how does podcasting play a role in the growth of small businesses? And I think the way we've answered it already is through content marketing, by delivering value, by creating content that solves a problem and delivers some kind of a meaningful transformation and actionable insights to the listeners. So let's talk about the biggest challenges you've noticed people face when developing or kicking off their podcast and what's the best way to overcome these challenges in your experience? First challenge is getting started. So yep. overcome that by starting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like really, I mean, what are you waiting for? Waiting for all the ducks to be in a row, waiting for a better microphone, waiting for, a, for your voice to improve because you don't like the sound of your voice. Wait, what Start, you know, start with the idea that no one's going to hear it. Yes. Go and create a piece of audio that it allows you to practice, right? So athletes practice out of sight of the public mm-hmm. and they go public when it's race day, right? Do the same. Yep. People worry about, okay, well, that's a very well to say, but what am I going to start doing? What am I going to talk about? Because, and that's an absolutely valid question because just talking about anything could do as much damage as it could do be of benefit. Sure. So I, I suggest they get clear on what I call their editorial mission. Mm-hmm. And the editorial mission is a really simple process that, in, and I talk about this at length in my book, because it's a, it's a really important starting point. It is three questions. Mm-hmm. What have you got to offer? Mm-hmm. To who? And what outcome can they expect? Nice. So the editorial mission for my show and my brand, the Small Business Big Marketing Show, is uh, what have I got to offer is marketing tips and tricks. For who? Small service-based business owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, what outcome can they expect to generate more inquiry? So the marketing tips and tricks for small service-based business owners to generate more inquiry. In me knowing that, Ash, I can then go, it, it absolutely frames, fences, creates a filter for everything I talk about on my podcast, mm-hmm. from stage, everything I do, what I wrote about in my book, 
It's all about that editorial mission. And once you get clear on your editorial mission, it sets a standard and an expectation with your listeners Mm -hmm. so that they know what to expect each and every time. And so that's a really good starting point. And then off the back of that editorial mission, in order to test that it's valid, go and write the headings for your first 10 episodes of your podcast. I love that. Right? That is awesome. Yep. So, and that's easy, you know, like it's just, they should literally roll off the tongue. Uh-huh. And so once you've done that, then there can be a limiting belief around what do I do after 10, <laughs> which uh-huh. is a stupid question, but people ask it and I kind of <laughs> get it. I probably asked it myself, but what you find and what you don't know until you start is that content starts to show itself. Uh-huh. Listeners will email you and say, hey, listen, can you can you do a show on this topic? Uh-huh. Or when you're talking to someone, they might mention something and that is a mental note for you, the host, to go down and find someone who could go in even deeper on that topic. Uh-huh. So, you know, great content. As you create great content, more great content shows itself. And the other things that kind of stop people from doing this kind of stuff is you know, they wait for the right equipment. I mean, that's, again, it's, it's invalid. I mean, you know, if you really just want to get a, a running start, the smartphones of today have <laughs> a pretty, pretty good inbuilt microphone and headset and all that type of stuff. But boy, oh boy, you know, you can go to the Apple store and buy a Blue Yeti microphone, which is a $230 USB microphone that you literally plug in yeah. and you start. Because here's the thing. Whilst I might have done 337 episodes of the Small Business Big Marketing Show, I, I don't get on the tools, Ash. I <laughs> I don't know how to edit. Yeah. I'm not interested. I have a mixing desk in front of me, yeah. which I and I just bought a new microphone. Don't even ask me what the microphone is because I don't <laughs> care. I know it's a good one, right? I went to the guy who said, this is a good one. Yeah. Okay, I'll have that one. Uh, I've got a mixing desk that has a number of cables and buttons that need to be s- set up in a certain way. I just took it to the audio shop and said, just push the buttons and dials so that it's yeah. where I need them. Yeah. I took a photo of it. I've got tape on it which indicates that's where that dog, like, I, I don't, I'm, I'm actually proud of it. But some people would, might be embarrassed to say that, or some people might be thinking, oh, Tim's a bit for not knowing that. No, 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 no. I'm 100% interested in creating helpful content. Hmm. Uh, none of my listeners care about where the dials are positioned and, you know, Correct. what microphone I'm using. So budget allowing, have other people do all that stuff, yep. set yourself up, and you focus on what you do best. Couldn't agree more. I love some of the things that you've said here. I really liked your point about the editorial mission. And by the way, this so beautifully, you know, leads to the action section, which is my favorite section of the show. So let's talk through the action steps for people who are finding difficulty getting started with podcasting. First of all, go and get the boomerang effect because mm-hmm. Tim talks about the editorial mission in that book. But the key points there are understand what you have to offer, who you're going to offer it to, in other words, your target market, and what outcome they can expect. So what transformation or what problem you can solve or what transformation you can deliver to your audience. I love the hack about writing the headings for the first 10 episodes because it's the physical act of writing stuff down that gets you out of your head and onto the paper and stops you from this circular logic, which just completely paralyzes you. It certainly did me. The other thing I would like to add to what you said is I am a big fan of Rode Podcaster mics. Now, I know, Tim, you're not really into the brands and stuff, but I love Rode Podcaster mics. They're plug and play. I just got the Rode Podcaster mic, but there's also a Rode Lavalier mic, which you can get for like 70 bucks. Stick it on your, you know, you can pin to your collar or whatever, and you've got a podcast device right there, which plugs into your smartphone. 
once you start podcasting, if you have an interview-based show like this one, you could pretty much talk about the same topic to different guests and you'd have different nuances and different insights come in because different guests bring awesome, interesting, valuable insights and variety into a show. So if you're comfortable with doing an interview-based show, which I recommend is something you should consider, then you have the makings of an awesome show. Correct. Totally. And and just on that, I mean, there are a number of formats. If someone's listening and going, oh, you know, I think I kind of, they're kind of talking me into podcasting. I'm liking that. <laughs> Interviews, one format. Yep. Q&A. You could do a Q&A. You could get go and identify all the questions that people uh, are asking that could potentially buy from you and and start to answer them. You could share opinions. You could get up on your soapbox and just share opinions Mm -hmm. that help people make a more informed purchase decision. You could find a co-host. You could find someone. I like, I had a co-host for the first 80 episodes of my show and, um, it worked really, really well. Mm-hmm. His name was Luke. Now, Luke just decided not to continue because it was, wasn't his thing, but mm-hmm. we worked really well because we were very different people. We he, His opinions were completely opposite to mine. Yep. And as a result, there was always that kind of tension. So that worked really well. My show is a mix of all those things. Uh, I don't do co-host anymore, but I share opinions. I ask to listen to questions. I interview someone. And sort of it's a magazine style format. So there's there's so many different ways of kind of formatting your show. Hmm. And and again, it's, it's, it's what works for you. Absolutely. So let's talk about books, Tim. What hmm. are your favorite books and why have they had a big impact on you? Well, I am an avid reader, Ash. The one that's had the most impact, uh, not even of recent times, but I love The Four Agreements, which is a beautiful book that kind of lays out how you should kind of run your life. <laughs> so it's a bit of kind of quite a uh, quite a, a big book in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a beautiful book, you know, um, be impeccable with your word is one of the agreements, which just means, you know, don't nice. lie. Yeah, it is nice. And it kind of uh, something I've got my kids to read and always suggest people read that. I'm reading a really interesting book at the moment, which for anyone interested in getting to the audio in getting into the audio medium, whether it be radio or podcasting, it's fascinating. It's completely R-rated. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's the um, autobiography of Howard Stern. Oh, okay. Yep. Who is Australia? America's probably uh, probably the most famous shock jock in the world, I suppose. Yep, but yep. you've got to understand that he started way back in the early '80s when radio was really just disc jockeys playing the next song and yep. talking over the first thirty seconds of every song. Yep. Whereas Howard Stern came in and, and kind of completely disrupted that by doing long form interviews by asking all the wrong questions that people didn't want to be asked by adding segments and competitions and and all sorts of stuff, you know, that really shook up the whole radio industry and how he went about that is, is fascinating. So mm. that's called um, private parts. <laughs> it has a, bit, has, has a big naked shot of Stern on the oh, front cover. Sounds enticing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a, one I'm reading at the moment. And then, then Four Agreements is another one. Cool. Hey, by the way, speaking of disrupting Speaking of disruptive. You can, you can do it. Come on, say it with me. Dis. <laughs> Speaking of disruptive technology, there is this new technology that's come out. I only saw it yesterday on YouTube or whatever. It's called Voco and Adobe has created it. Do you know, they can actually put words in your mouth by changing the typed font at the bottom in the bottom panel of this bit of software. And so let's say you say, Tim says, oh, I kissed the wife and patted the dogs on the way out to work this morning, they can actually transpose the words and it can 
sound like you're saying. I kissed the dogs and patted the wife yeah. on the way out this morning. Yeah. And it, the, all they need is 20 minutes of your speech. And I was just thinking to myself, man, what's that going to do to podcasting? <laughs> you should I don't check know. it out. I've never looked at it. <laughs> yeah, it's called Voco, V-O-C-O. Just Google it. You'll probably find it. Yep. And thanks for the speech therapy, by the way. I really appreciated that. <laughs> you didn't. You still didn't say it. Dis. <laughs> Okay, and so, when, the, when, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. <laughs> How do listeners find out more about you before we say goodbye? TimReedReid.com.au is my speaking site where people can book me to speak. And SmallBusinessBigMarketing.com is where you can find my podcast and buy my book, The Boomerang Effect. Awesome. Well, I will be sure to add links to those in the show notes of this episode. And you can find this episode if you just go to ProductiveInsights.com and type in the words Tim Reed, spelled T-I-M-R-E-I-D. I'd love to hear your comments and your thoughts on the show. And if you'd like to have any other content that you would like me to feature in future episodes. Thanks for being on the show, Tim. It was awesome to have you. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today? 